Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label. And today I want to talk about what to do with your test pressings, how to review your test pressings. If you are pressing vinyl, then you as a record label or as an independent artist or as a record label on behalf of your artist, you're going to receive some test pressings in the mail. You've probably heard people talk about them on Twitter uh, or doing uh, big artists do, you know, um, a shot of them uh, on Instagram, uh, them listening to them. And there might be some confusion about what you're supposed to do with these things or what are you actually listening for um, when you get these test pressings. This is a very fun day uh, when you get <laughs> test pressings. Um, in fact, I had planned to uh, to record this episode uh, many weeks ago, and I'd been preparing for this. And just yesterday, I literally got my own test pressing in the mail, which is just so crazy. And I'm very happy to to report that there were no problems and it sounds great. And I'm going to approve them in the next 24 hours. I'm very excited about that. But it's just so ironic that I actually got a test pressing, um, five of them just yesterday, and they arrived from DHL. And I was like, you know, tracking them. I'm super excited for them to arrive. So let's talk about what um, we're going to. Now, first of all, I, I just want to remind you, I, I, you know, I learned a lot about this um, when I was uh, helping out my friends at Precision Pressing, which is a great plant in Canada. Um, and um, I did a, a blog post with them where I kind of helped put together a guide um, for what to review uh, with your test pressings, what to listen for. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to collect everything I talk about today about test pressings and the, and the stuff that we've done in the past about pressing vinyl. I'm going to consolidate everything, including a link to that article with precision pressing. I'm going to put it all together um, on our website on a page. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash test pressings. And that's where I'm going to consolidate everything I talk about today, as well as a link to the uh, uh, precision article um, and anything else that we have uh, that will help you with pressing vinyl and reviewing your test pressings. I want to just bring your attention really quickly to what to expect when they arrive. So when a test pressing arrives, you're going to get about five to 10 copies. It depends on how much you pay for, how much you request, but the average is about five. Um, you're definitely going to get more than one, and I'll explain why in a, in a minute. Just be aware that in most cases, and, I, and I've only seen uh, the opposite of this once, but in most cases, you're not going to receive the record on the color of a vinyl that you ordered. So if you ordered something really cool like transparent or splatter, you're going to be getting your test pressing as just a black vinyl. So the first thing is if it doesn't come in the jacket with the artwork that you provided or the labels that you provided or the color of vinyl that you ordered, don't worry, that's totally normal. It should look, and if you're watching this on, on YouTube, uh, or on video, then you, you'll see I'm holding one right now, which is uh, my uh, test pressing. It comes with a generic uh, label and from the plant and a generic package for test pressing. So don't expect it to have all of your uh, graphic design on it. That's totally normal. Uh, the, the other question is, is when will they arrive? Well, I forgot before I hit record, I forgot to check when I sent the audio off, but these came really fast. I got these in uh, at around four weeks, I think maybe five weeks from when I sent the audio. And I think that's pretty quick. Now, just understand that if I approve this test pressing right away, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going right to press and then I'm going to get the 300 copies that I ordered in the next couple of weeks. I think that once I approve these, we're still probably 
two to three months out from when I'll get the, the, the finished product. Now that totally has to do with how busy the plant is. And it totally has to do with um, a lot of other factors. Okay. So I've got three things I want to tell you about a, what to listen for when you have a test pressing. The first thing is to check that everything is in the right place. This is the most obvious thing. I mean, even before that, check that it's your record. When I was putting the the record on the on the turntable from my test pressing before I even listened to it, I could tell by the spacings of the grooves that it was the correct record in the correct order. I'm like, I know track one is quite long and I know this track two is quite short. And so I was just looking at the, the, the grooves and the spacings and I was like, we're good. So the first thing you want to do is just make sure it's your record. Also, you want to make sure that everything's in the right place. So that songs on side A should are on side A and songs that should be on side B are on side B. Make sure everything's in the correct order. Listen for that. That's important. Don't overlook that. Number two is you want to listen for repeated mistakes. And so you're going to hear, I'm going to explain in a second, but you're going to hear some clicks and pops. That's normal on test pressings. But you might hear some static. You might hear some sounds. If you hear a scratch or distortion or something that's not pretty, um, what you want to do, and this is why you get more than one copy, is you want to, um, we, we did a, an episode a couple of weeks ago with a guy who says he listens to uh, test pressings with a stopwatch and a notepad. And so he'll start the record, he'll start the stopwatch, and he'll say, okay, at three minutes and 42 seconds, there was this noise. And then he'll compare it with another copy, another test pressing. And so if you hear something that you don't like, uh, at a certain spot, make a note of where it was. Just last night I did that and I said, okay, just before this word in this line on this song, I heard something. So I lifted it off right away. I grabbed another copy. Remember, I got five copies. So I grabbed another random test uh, pressing. I put it on. I listened to that spot and it wasn't there. So that's good. That's what you're looking for. If you hear something like a scratch or um, some some sort of clip or something that's really bad, and it repeats itself on all five copies or however many copies of your test pressing you've got, that's when you need to alert your sales rep right away. Something is wrong. Um, there are some clicks and pops that you're going to hear. There's some static. In fact, when I was talking to Precision, they let me know about this thing that's called cold pull, where what happens is when they're only pressing five copies of your record for the test pressing, the machine and and the the plates, I believe, are not fully warmed up. And so that ends up resulting in a little bit more uh, static and, and cracks and pops that won't be there when the machine is a lot warmer and 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 printing off uh, you know 200 copies. Uh, and so one of the even the, the crazy things I noticed was some really audible uh, static electricity sounding uh, uh, clips. like I was kind of thinking like when you know when you crack your knuckles like a very high-pitched knuckle crack um, was coming out of the left side over one song. And the interesting thing is not only, thankfully, not only did that not appear on other copies, but actually when I played it back again on the same copy where I heard it, I didn't hear it again in those spots. So I think that's a, a really good thing. And the final tip I want to give you is to listen on multiple turntables. And so if this is possible, not everyone owns two turntables. I think I have another one in the basement. I'm not sure it works very well. Um, but if need be, Try to go to different systems. So you might be testing your test pressing on a really inferior turntable, like something that is super cheap and not doing a very good job. It's really important to try to find a friend or somebody who has a really good turntable. I mean, listen, if you're spending thousands of dollars on pressing vinyl, then it's worth it to hop in the car 
and go to your friend's house, maybe give them one of the test pressings, go to your friend's house who has the best turntable and, and sound system, you know, and listen through to your record. I did that on the very first record I ever pressed. I took it to my buddy's house. Uh, he has a great turntable, great system. And I got to listen to it there as well as on my own. If you're not able to do that, I don't know. I don't want to mention the plant because I'm not sure if this is actually a thing, but um, recently we were given digital uh, test pressing. So they were high quality wave files where the plant um, basically played the record on their turntable on a system that they were confident in and then recorded the digital output of that and sent us via WeTransfer these huge wave files to listen to this digital test pressing. I don't know if most plants are doing that. I don't know if even the plant that did that a couple of months ago is going to do that uh, moving forward. I don't know how arduous that is for them, uh, but it's really cool because then you can hear it and you know it's coming from a great turntable from a system that they uh, authorize and that they're confident in. So I don't know if plants are doing these digital test pressings, but it's something that's really cool because you can kind of compare it to your own turntable at home. And so those are the three things. Uh, keep in mind, you know, like I mentioned, that the test pressings are going to have a little bit more clicks and pops as long as they don't repeat themselves. That's okay. Um, there's some sonic issues that you might hear, like some distortion or clipping in loud parts, especially as you get closer to the center of the record. Um, remember, this is an analog format. So I remember sitting down at my turntable yesterday, listening to my record and, and really having incredibly critical ears because I was like comparing it to, you know, listening to this in the studio or on headphones. And so there are still some like, uh, you know, natural sounds that you're going to hear on a turntable. That's okay. Uh, some of the distortion issues may have been in your audio or may have been on how much you've tried to cram on one side. Made a huge mistake on the last record where we put a really huge electronic dance track at the very end and we were already pushing the limits. I think we were at like 18 minutes on the last side, on the second side of the record. And so there are some sonic issues. We're not going to address those today. Today, we're just talking about test pressings. Maybe one day we'll do an episode on how to prepare your audio and, and your artwork for pressing. But today, I just want to talk about test pressings. And I'll go back over those. Uh, check that everything's in its right place and that everything, all the songs are in order on side A and side B. Listen for repeated mistakes. So if you hear something you don't like, check a few other copies of your test pressing to see if that error occurs in the exact same spot. If it does, alert your rep. And the final thing is to listen on multiple turntables. Now, before I go, I want to give you a piece of advice about what to do with these test pressings. Because if you're like me, now you've paid for them and you probably paid to have them shipped to you. So you have these test pressings, they belong to you. What do you do with them after? Well, you could throw them out, but don't do that. Um, I keep one always because it's good when the record comes back to compare it to your test pressing. I also just like it as an archive. Um, <clears throat> I collect them. They're, it's fun to have. But there's a lot of things you can do with them. You can actually give them as gifts to people. You know, obviously the band might want one. They want, might want them all. If they pay for them, it's theirs. Um, but you can also give them as gifts to people who have helped out on the record. So after the record's release, maybe you want to give one to the band's manager or to the band's publicist or somebody at college radio who really supported the record. That's a good chance to mail them a test pressing, have the band write a note to them, thanks for all your support for this release. And they know now they're getting a test pressing that is one of a kind, and it's a really cool thing to do. Uh, somebody, I, I re-released somebody's record many years ago, about 10 or 11 years ago, and that artist had already released it on vinyl. 
And as a thank you to me for re-releasing the record, he sent me a test pressing. And I thought that was such a great gift. I really cherish that gift. I still have it. I actually listen to it quite a lot. I have a copy of the actual record as well. Um, and and uh, there's been times where it's been on display in my office. It's just such a uh, significant um, memento for me to hang on to. So there are a lot of things you can do with the test pressings. The other thing you can do is you can sell them. Uh, you could do something totally audacious and actually sell the record for like a lot of money, like four or five months before the release comes out. This test pressing that I got, this record doesn't come out for another four to five months. And I was thinking, man, what if I sold this for like, $200 to one fan who wanted a, a vinyl copy of the record four months before anyone else. And then when that record comes out, I can maybe send them the actual vinyl or something like that. That could be really cool. I mean, if you're a fan of a band and they offer that, um, that could be something that you might be interested in. So there's things like that you can do. You can also, when you're um, releasing the record and you have different packages, you might have the black vinyl for one price and you might have the color variant for another price. And then you might have a special edition that includes a test pressing, or you might sell a test pressing uh, when the record comes out. So don't just throw them away. Don't discard them. Um, hang on to them, give them to people uh, or sell them to fans because, you know, I would love or do a contest. I would love to win a test pressing um, from a record that is really important to me because it's it's an incredible artifact. It's like one of five or one of 10. So I hope you found that helpful. I'm putting all of our um, test pressing information together on our website at otherrecordlabels.com slash test pressings. Make sure you go there to check it out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.